Good morning, good morning. There's a time for everything. It's a time to laugh. It's a time to cry. But it's always time to take God seriously regarding your purpose of being here. We don't ever have to try to figure out what to do, when to do, or how to get started. That's not how the mission works. That's not how discovering your purpose even works. It's about just coming alongside with God and let him fill you up as to what to do. God is very relational. He's not going to always be verbal unto us. He's going to just have our hearts to feel what is the right thing to do. He can send people in our path to remind us as to what to do. You can listen to a song. You can hear a sermon. It doesn't matter. Your spirit is going to receive that confirmation as to what to do. God withholds no good thing from any of us. No, not one. It's 1.50 in the morning. I just got up from a dream that I'm constantly keep having about my family, my church home, and my grandfather. And last night, well, this morning, the dream, because I just woken up, when I came to visit, that whole church became filled up. But my grandfather was still sitting there and kept looking at me. But didn't want me to notice that he was looking at me. But my grandfather went home over six years ago. To be with the Lord six years ago. And God had me to know him to feel. And people in the church, the members know that it's because of your presence, Quenisha, this church is filled up. Hallelujah. Living one way for over 50 years for my family's bloodline. And I am the first, I am the first to make a decision to choose God over anything else. Many have chosen other things and left for those things, but my reason was God. When you choose God over anything, over anyone or any place. He will direct your path. No matter how long you've been living a certain way. Doing a certain thing. When you choose him. He will and shall direct your path. Many want you to do what they want you to do. Or think that they know what's best for you. To, or what to do regarding you. But when you say, no, I'm going to choose the Lord. And he's going to back it up. 
It may look like you losing people. It may look like you losing money. It may look like you losing, decreasing. Because people will go. He will take you out of places and take things from you. But always remember that God got you. And he's placing better things in your path. See, things we got to let him be who he is. No matter how uncomfortable it may seem to let him do. You can be on a job for 30 years. Then all of a sudden, bam, here's your breakthrough. He don't have to verbally say, you're not going to work tomorrow. I'm taking you from that job. It's just going to be an opportunity position before you that that job can no longer serve you anymore. Even when it comes to friendships and relationships. When you walk with God alone, sometimes you might have to be alone or feel like you are lonely. But you're never alone. Nor lonely. He's directing your path. And I know sometimes we feel like it took all this time. It can take a long time. Let me tell you what God means when he say long suffering. There's so many meanings. He keep giving me this word this morning, long suffering. It definitely can mean that you want to suffer a while because of the persecution, because of anything in the way the child tribulation, trouble on every side. But God said, I want you to get another meaning of long-suffering. What is it, Father? Know that was connected to the long-suffering. Know why that is considered long-suffering. If you're not going through any long-suffering, if you're not releasing that in your life or receiving that in your life, then you might not be where you're supposed to be. A lot of times, we say it takes a while for us to get where we want to go. But that's not always the case, say of God. Because a lot of times, we hold up our own walk. We hold up our own blessings. Because we're thinking that we're doing the things that we want to do that is of God to do. But we really didn't go to God about it. Sometimes we go back and forth without yes with God. And every time emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually we put our hands into, into anything, he takes his off. He takes his off. I just came from a meeting last night. And the thing about it is, some people just don't be 100% honest about what they want to do or what they're asking of you. So they give you an idea as of what's going on. But once you get there and they gain your attention and you become present, then they tell you what they really want from you. And it's not even what they said, what they was going to do or what they even offered you. But you don't want to call nobody out and say, had you been honest, it would have saved my time and yours. So we must be honest about what we want to do and what we expect or what we're asking of people. Don't sugarcoat nothing. Don't add in things and don't take things out of what you really want to do or expect from them to do for you. Give them an opportunity to say yes and no. 
You don't have to make up nothing, exaggerate nothing, or anything like that. Because you're going to be considered as a liar. Because you can't tell somebody something and then add in in the midst of, and that one thing you add in, you knew the, the weight to add in because you knew it was going to cause them to give you a decision right then and there, yes or no. But you want a way to give them an opportunity to even consider what you wanted to say yes to, but you wasted your time and their time without you just completely, completely being honest. Sometimes you want to know everything. Take left God, take right God, go up God, go down God, red God, yellow God. Just let God be God, say of God. I got you. You got to stay in the area by knowing he knew you before you entered into your mother's womb. He shaped and formed you and me. So stay right there with him. Before I entered, you already knew what you was going to do. You already written it down before I even, you understand me? Come on, somebody. So why am I sitting here asking where, what, 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 who, who, where, where, how? I'm very far up. It's early this morning. It's 1.50, 1.58. I never felt this way I'm feeling right now. I'm so determined. Sometimes we try to wait and save up to get things to go and do what God wants us to do. I'm going to tell you, just be open to be used and go ahead and do it anyway. He got you. You got to be so determined to do whatever you want to do for the Lord, for the Lord on your soul. Don't be a person to start something that never gets finished. A lot of times we wait for or make up excuses as to why we not know what we're doing. And guess what? Yeah, it's going to go by. So how hungry are you for him? Just like when we're hungry naturally, we make sure we go above and beyond and go get that food that we have a taste for or craving for. But how about hungry? How much more are we hungry spiritually for people to go back with him? Because this is not our permanent place. It's not our permanent residence. It's some of us thinking permanently about decisions that we make considering this earthly round. But you're not going to always be in your earthly suit. When my grandfather went home to be with the Lord, he was pastoring over 40, over 50 years. It passed down to my grandmother because that's the right thing to do because he went home. So the wife gets, you know, to take on the mission, the assignment. And that's how, you know, people do certain things in ministry. But for things to be done the way that it was done for so long, let me tell you how God moves. Now, because I made a decision to choose God, many felt like, I wasn't supporting them. I wasn't a part of them. I'm making a wrong decision. How dare you leave your family? You want to go out there in the world? Go ahead and see. And it caused me not to be able to have them in my life as much. Things that I had, you know, all kinds of occasions, events, never show up because they felt like I was a part of the world. 
doing things of the world. Then all of a sudden, God be to go one day. This this year actually in like February. And I didn't know it during Sabbath school. You have to, you know, give what you got out of the message, the sermon. And when it was my turn to speak in front of my family that was there for the very first time, God had me to preach, and I mean preach the doors off that church that had been there for over 70 years. And they looked at me and said, if God's presence is on her this heavy, and she don't do what we do or live like us. And it seems like her life has more of God than we have. So what do we need to do here? And sometimes people are not going to always say we were wrong. They're just going to say, what can we do to make things right? In so many ways they can say it. They can look puzzled. They can look confused. They can look amazed. Because all that was present in my presence. So what do we do now? We've been doing this for over 50 plus years living this way. We're from Hebrews, the Israelites. Seven day holiness back to Israelites. What do we do now? It's not behavioral based. Oh, we thought it was. Well, you just heard and you read and you can quote the Bible front and back. But if your heart is not open to receive, you're going to miss it every time. It's going to fall at the wayside or on stone ground. Now, I'm not going to say what I'm not going to do. Because I have no idea as to everything God has already set up for me to do. I'm just going to submit to that. It's like people been doing it a certain way for so long. Now they see it the right way to do it. They don't even know how to even begin to live away. It's like the Israelites being freed from Egypt all over again in that place. And I'm going to be honest. A lot of times you are people's Moses. You are the one to lead them the way. Do a song, a dance, anything. You are the one. I am the one. If we can invest in trips and invest in clothes and invest in food and invest in things to do, the things that we'd like to do, we got to invest in the kingdom. And guess where it starts? With your time. God give you time to fill your time to have him as your number one agenda. So you have no excuse as to why you're not going to fall because you don't really have nothing else to do. <laughs> oh God. God. <laughs> Oh, 
when you sow out for the kingdom, you become so bold to speak up for the kingdom. It don't matter about you anymore. You don't think about your income. You don't think about your outcome. In a sense of, you know, taking care of you. You don't care about anything about you. But you know that your outcome is assured by God. And I'm telling you, to reach your full potential, you cannot care about whatever there is to care about that can hold you and I back from going forward and being all that he called us to be. It's not a set day nor a set time to just be used. You understand? I don't know what God is doing with my family. Many of them ask me to take over, but I am not to take over that because I am not that. I'm only going to do what God asked me to do. That's why we can't answer so fast. We can't answer so fast. Hallelujah. We cannot answer so fast. Because we don't know all that God's going to do. So don't give an unsure yes or an unsure no if you're not sure. Same goes for me. I am filled up with just going. And I'm going to tell you how God grace you when you go. You can't just go without God sending you, first of all, because you must go fully equipped. And his grace fully equips us. That's why many do trips and do things and it don't go out so well because you didn't consult with God regarding it. It may seem like it's the right thing to do, but let him be the one to lead you to do it. You understand? God sent me to neighborhoods that many people got shot down because of doing it in a way to try to make people or try to go with God or try to tell them that you're wrong, you're, you know, you're evil, you're this and that. Who live in a lifestyle that's filled with, you know, poverty, quote unquote, because of being rebellious? Who wants to hear that they're doing wrong when they already know it? That's not an answer. You're releasing a problem on top of a problem. What's the solution? When, I, when God had me to go out and preach, it's not always, you know, quoting Genesis or quoting Proverbs. Or you can release Proverbs with just saying hello for real. You can release the beginning by just going forward. An act of kindness. Hallelujah. God would have me just to walk the street and just pray to myself. And some would pick it up and be like, yeah, that's what she's doing. Okay. They would take more from a person who's respecting their space and still being used by God than a person who's trying to come and take over religiously. 
It's like somebody knock on your door and give you a pamphlet and keep trying to get you to, you know, come to God. So many people have done that to me. And I was like, you know what? You can't make no one stop that. One time I didn't have a Bible in my home and I wanted a Bible. Had a commercial come on. Come get your free Bible. Just call and get your free Bible. I called for my free Bible. It was so many other motors connected to that free Bible. I didn't even, didn't even get the Bible. Because they were so eager to come in your house and spend weeks in your house just talking to you about what you already know. Missionary is not going to feed people natural food. That's a good deed. That's not missionary. Because I never heard Paul say anything about we're going to Athens, we're going to somewhere to go feed some people naturally. No, we got to feed the sheep. Now, it's a good deed to put clothes on people's back, but that's not the missionary. Because when, those, when that food go and those clothes go, those dance moves stop, them songs stop, they ate that meal doing your culinary good giftings. Or when they bought the painting, the portrait, heard the poem, heard the instruments playing, when all that's said and done, then what are they going to do? You understand? That's why God made sure he had King James to put it in the book. Silver and gold have I not. But I have such as this. Christ said you would drink from a water that would never go dry. The water that I give you, you will never thirst again. Never thirst again. I'm so serious about this. My life. It's like you have a determination. You don't care. You don't care. You go out there and flip flops in the blazer. You don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. When God first had me to go in public, I was so scared. I'm not going to lie. I was so scared. Because he had me to get them in during a rush hour in the morning when people don't really want to go to work. They don't want to hear a message. But God would have me to reach them how he had me to reach them every single time. Because it's already in you to do that. You can't do somebody else's gifting because it looks good to do. It flows so smoothly when you when you when you be, excuse me, where you're supposed to be. And I mean, if at times I went all the way to another state just to pray and go back home. When I was in Minnesota, at that police station, I had no idea. About the things that I encountered when I got there. But God will have a grace upon you to protect you. I went to a neighborhood. 
You know, in my community, and I've never seen a neighborhood like that before, and I am from that part of town. And I've never seen people out there shooting up drugs in public like that, outside just shooting up, just walking around like it's nothing wrong with it. Drinking, falling out on the ground. Some probably OD, not even no one know, because everybody, you know, pass out when they get high like that. And no one looking like, oh my God, what's wrong? I'm the only one looking like I'm in a, you know, a New Jack City movie. Drug dealers out there waiting for them to come down so he can buy some more. People selling all kinds of things for that mess. Children, all kinds of things. They got me walking around that street, your neighborhood, and just pray to myself, lifting them all up. And I saw the guys looking like, who is she? We don't know her face. We don't know her face. But when I wasn't showing any fear because I was not afraid. Can't be afraid when you're walking with God. He got you. And them guys that quote unquote own that strip. When I was walking praying, guess what they did? They walked on the opposite side of their territory to let me finish walking and doing what I do. When God hearkens the heart of an enemy, nothing they can do but submit to his authority. He showed it with the lion, with Daniel. He showed it with the storm, with Noah. Showed it with Pharaoh, with Moses. And so forth and so forth. And he's also showing himself faithful to you. God had me sit in this bedroom and had me to go out sometimes, but it wasn't like how he had me to. Because I had to get what he was doing in and through me alone. This was a long time with him. So what did you do in that long time, save God? The time that he gave us now. What are you doing with that time that you have to yourself? Give that time back over to him. And watch how much he clear your schedule. The more you come alongside with him, the more you become very clear as to why you're here. You don't have to ask nobody your purpose. He's going to tell it to you. And never forget another time I was in the airport. Lying on this chair, like a connected chair to chairs at this terminal. And it was made of metal and it was very cold. And I had to lay on it. I was tired. And it's nothing like, it's different when God send you with other people on a, you know, to do missionary work on assignment. But God had me to go alone. So I'm on this bitch in this state that, you know, I've never been surrounded by people who's watching me lie, lie down to go to sleep, put my hat over my face. I never had a to sleep so uncomfortable before my life. Every joint on my back, I mean, my body, my legs, every muscle, every tissue, it was so achy. I kept rotating each side and it was sore so I couldn't lay on no sides. And you definitely couldn't sleep on your back with those chairs like that because it wasn't a flat surface. 
And I was just like, oh my God, it hurts that I thought about it. God, thank you for blessing me to be here for your glory. And when God see you go through that long suffering for his name's sake, you understand? It was suffering to go to another country to meet people I never met physically. I got an invitation via, you know, Facebook. And I said, God, you want me to go? God answered in three days. Yes, go. My family was like, don't go. You might not come back. You might get hurt. Don't go. Don't go. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. And my mind already went. All of a sudden, before the plane take off, I said to God, if this don't happen the way how I'm expecting, I'm going out trusting in you. Not knowing what to expect, what can happen to you, but you going out trusting in God. Have to deny, self-deny, fear, deny, all that. That's long suffering. Denying yourself to put all your trust in him when it don't even look like. You understand? To even make that as a consideration. So many people will receive God through you. You become so filled up, so filled with passion that you don't even care no more about you. And it sense the everything that was stopping you that you was causing yourself to hesitate and not do. God said, get that speak in that mic and you go wherever I want you to go. I don't care. Go ahead. Go forth. Go forward. took to the message for uh, God used me to do that and that way for over six years and here come a woman out of nowhere God has brought me to you to also be in a disciple alongside with you whatever you want me to do I'm here I'm your extra hands and your extra feet. Whatever you need of me, I am here. And she came with me every morning, every day to do the work of the Lord. She is faithful at it. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. And it was so easy going by her being there. And I thank God for putting her in my path. Because I would have my bag for work and all these things. And it's not easy to walk back and forth with all these things. So she would hold my things. And I didn't like that. I said, hold on, you don't have to do Because I thought about the word flunky. You know, holding your things. And that's not what God is doing. Get that out your vocabulary. She's there to help. 
and intercede. Let her do so. So she held my bags. I'm telling you guys. Every times I didn't even have money on a smart trip to get on the train to go and minister God's word. And every day he would have me to do so. Times I didn't know what I was going to eat for lunch. People just sow in your life that, you, that God will have you to take from. And I'm like, wow. Here's a woman wanting to write me a million dollar check. Because she didn't want to live anymore or receive the healing. I don't want to be healed from this cancer. I want to go home and be with my husband. I don't have nothing to live for here anymore. Yes, you do. And some people just can be so, you know, serious about how they feel. I don't want it. And you cannot force it. So I told her, I don't want your money. At that time, every bill was due. Come on now. Who couldn't take a million, $1.3 million from a person you know got it? But I wasn't going to take it off of those, you know, off of that invitation. Off that note, no. To say that agree with your cancer, I'm not going to agree with that. You can keep your money. That was an opportunity for God to show me how much I trust him and how much I'm in it for him and not me. Because if I was in it for me, I would have took that check. It may look like, and when you're walking with God, let me say that when you're walking with him, you know, we're not walking with him. Things going to happen. We're going to make bad decisions because wisdom come from him. So when you're doing the will of God and doing things like him and things out of your control that seem to be happening, long suffering. Hmm. Hallelujah. I'm trying to tell you. Shaking this world upside down. Shaking this world upside down. And this year is not over yet. Mm -mm. And God is just getting started with you. Sometimes it can take the whole year to go by. Well, just about the whole year to go by. And you at the last portion of the year. And there goes everything that takes the place of the entire year that you were waiting for God to do. We're going to let God be God. Agree? We're going to let God be God. Father, in everything that he do to take good care of us, you're going to go ahead, God, be you. Go ahead, do you, God. I am so glad to make godly decisions. Thank you, God. Stop focusing on bad. Just knowing that our God is good. You understand? Know that it's all good because it's all God. I'm not going to be on here long. You know what determination feels like. You do whatever it takes. God don't have me to go out of the country 
anymore by myself. See, he would tell you what to do. He'd direct your path. But I do have some trips lined up for you to take. You do have some invites, but you will not go alone anymore. So for now, just do what I have you to do. Receive every invitation outside the country and let them know you're going to get back to them regarding the date and the time. Now, he's not talking about go out the country just to enjoy. He's talking about for missionary purposes. Releasing his gospel. I'm not going to ask him why he said that. I'm just going to say yes, God. God will use us to be somewhere at the right time. Whatever your gifting is, somebody can hear it at the right time on the radio or in a booth somewhere. It don't matter. Whatever you call to do, whatever it is, God using you to release those gifts at the right time, to help people at that right time. God sent me in a daggone club. I ain't know how it ended up. I ain't end up there. I don't go to the club. Especially going to pay 754 VIP. All of a sudden, as I got patient and waiting, this Asian man politely said, can I sit at your table? It's just me. I mean, I never had VIP. It's just me, this big old booth. Of course you can sit down. And even when you sit down, you still way over there. That's how big the booth was. Downtown D.C. <laughs> he had a friend with him. And the first thing he said was, can I say something to you? Sure. You see my friend right there? Don't tell him. Yeah. He just came from home from about to kill himself. God had me some, some, one day God had me, you know, preaching out in public. And this woman was standing right in my face. I mean, she could have kissed me how close she was. I thought she was coming and cuss me out or something. And then she just hugged me and cried. And, then, and everybody looked. And by her crying like that, it touched everybody in that place. Because she became broken. Didn't care who watched or nothing. She said, you see these pills? Yeah. I was about to go home and take all of them. When I heard the name Jesus, I hauled till over it because I knew he was talking to me. You understand? So if God going to bless people through you that, like that, how many more every day he can send your way that we don't choose to be used to do so? Hallelujah. Not by might, nor by power, but by your spirit. Feel this, not by might, nor by power, but by your spirit, God. By your spirit, God. By your spirit, God. 
I felt like this is the most wonderful time of the year. And I didn't know why I was feeling like that. Now I know. Because I have launched. In my heart, I have launched. In my spirit, I have launched. In my mind. Now I'm about to put it into action. Like never before. So are you. You can't let people tell you who you are. You have to already know who you are. People try to put all kinds of names and colors and titles on you. And if you're not sure who you are, you can receive them. Because I let my family know God did not call me to take over my grandfather's church. That's not what I'm going to do. Not at all. And it definitely wouldn't be done that way. Not against anybody, but it must be of God. How God wanted to be regarding anything. When you bold enough to choose God before anyone, anything, or any place, then you can go ahead and start your missionary trip. If you don't care what people say and think, being a people pleaser, and caring about how you look doing it, and worrying about money, how you going to get it done, you're not ready for your mission yet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are things people can want to do to you, but can't do nothing to you because God has hearkened their heart to not even touch you. It's amazing how God hearkened Pharaoh's heart to let them go, but then it went unhearkened as they got in the water because he came right after them because it became hard again. <laughs> That's amazing. God is still the same. We serve a God that never changed. The only God. I love that he's the only one. Imagine what that looked like. How many religions out here? Imagine it was that many gods out here. I just thank God that it's only one. Father, thank you for just being you. I cannot naturally see you, but you created me spirit, soul, and body. You're right here in this room, and you hear me say thank you this morning. Thank you. We serve a good God. Okay, what time of morning is? Sometimes you don't want no food. You don't want no TV. You just want to say, Lord, I thank you. Not because of what you've done for me. No, because of who you are. Because of who you are. Who you are. Oh, God. Oh, God. Because of who you are. Because of who you are. Some people are in it for themselves. And for those who are not can definitely tell. And don't mean not to love them. 
you being you is going to help them. Many in it to fall to fame. Many in it for a Hollywood ticket. Many in it for money or publicity. You know? But when you just in it for God, you realize that you start from the bottom up to the top. Those who are for themselves start at the top and go end up at the bottom. Oh, God. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. Hallelujah. This is my time for now. It's 2.33 in the morning. I just want to spend some time with God alone right now. Because I'm about to take these feet and go ahead. And go ahead. And you pick this time of year. (laughs) It's all good, God. It's all good. Mm Mm-mm-mm. I am so in love with you, God. When this lady first, this was like eight, nine years ago, quick testimony. This lady was introducing us about the, about being intimate with God. Now I'm just coming into hearing something like that. I never heard of that word even expressed when it comes to God. Because I always looked at intimacy to be sexually. And I was like, you know, and she was just like, you be so in love. And, you know, she was just all in it. I was like, oh, God, this lady tripping, yo. She's talking about, oh, God, being intimate with God. Oh, God, blasphemy. My God, this is beyond blasphemy. Jesus, what's wrong with her? Oh, God, I had to learn. And what was wrong with her? No, what's wrong with you? <laughs> You're not intimate with God? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Oh, God. Jesus. I'm trying to tell you. Sometimes I just want to just feel the hug of God. I'm trying. I mean, when I say me hug him and feel like as if I'm hugging you, but God is a spirit. But you know what keeping us from that encounter is this, this shell. But we still can have a spirit to spirit encounter. But it would never be like that total encounter. When you like when you get out your earthly suit, I'm trying to tell you. It's nothing like that encounter. Nothing like it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I love you. I'm ready. I'm ready. I am ready. Let's do this. He'll wake you up out your sleep to be a blessing to somebody else. And while you're being a blessing, you're also receiving yours in return. God don't have us to free up our schedule to clutter it back up with things that we want to do. It's unto the glory of him. You started books. You started movies or plays or songs or scripts. You got time. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. This is my Moses moment. Sitting right before him in his bedroom. 
for months. <laughs> for months. 40 plus days and 40 plus nights. And I'm ready. Yeah. He know what he's doing. Thank you, Father. Greater is he than us. I only want to start talking about him. Thank you, Father, so much. You take great care of us. And the world is going to know that. Hallelujah. Thank you for how you use me to bring people back. Thank you. You fill my mouth with words to say. Thank you. I love you. I love you. Greater is he who's in us. That's why he said, I love you. <laughs> I love you, God. I love you. Thank you. Hallelujah. And who do all that and then go back to sleep? Oh, God. <laughs> Greatest he's in us? <laughs> I do. Then he's in the world, obviously. Thank you guys so much.